Hey, welcome to Little Guys. I'm Josh, and today I'm with Hope. Hope, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello. So I am a creative person of several different domains, and I started several years ago with a position as a writer interviewer for an independent music magazine, and then made my way up. And now I am currently in the midst of releasing my own magazine, and I have a radio show that you can listen to on CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal. <laughs> also online, if you're not in. Yeah, also online. If you're not from Canada, there's no worries in that. CJLO.com. <laughs> um, so how'd you get started at your first magazine? So that's actually a really funny story. Um, basically what had happened was I was on a Paramore Discord at the time. And right. I don't know, things happen on Discord. And um, one of my friends there told me about this opportunity that she had, and which was an interviewer slash a writer for this magazine. It was still very low key, very niche. And she told me that they were looking for people to write for it. So I applied, I got right in and I absolutely loved it. And um, I was starting off as a writer and then basically what had happened was I just randomly had the opportunity because one of the interviewers fell flat um, or was unavailable. So they were looking for someone to interview this artist who has blown up as of late. He is called Kuko, who is this incredible singer-songwriter in California who has an incredible following i mean he has like 56 million streams on spotify alone for one of his singles it, he's an incredible person and then from there i began talking with that same friend who was like hey i want to start an inter uh, a magazine of my own and i said why not i'll join in i became the head of public relations for that which is called pop ties magazine she is still doing it live today. Her name is Carrie Ann Tan. I think she'd be a really good fit for the show as a side note. Um, <laughs> however, she is just a fantastic, incredible, ingenuitive human being. And then from there, things became very, very busy with the start of university, as I am also a student throughout all of this. And so basically, I let it go very very slowly it was a nice smooth transition into the school year but then i started feeling this void and so i applied for a position at the local radio station for some reason i got in it was really really neat however it was a year process to actually get on air which was basically just issues in like scheduling between the production manager and i but i'm on air now and I am now in the midst of creating my own music magazine on, well, more of like Canadian arts and culture. And that is looking for a soft launch in the middle of February, March. Awesome. Um, well, there goes all my questions. So <laughs> have a good one. Um, no. How long have you been doing your show on CJLO? I believe I had started with that. So it was definitely this year. I think it was September, October. It's still a relatively new show. However, it's really easy 
because I have experience in it. So it right. seems like I just understood it. It was just more technical, like getting to learn how to run a soundboard because I did stage manage for like theatrical performances with a local community theater back home. However, it's still a bit of a change, but yeah, I mean, it hasn't been long, but it also feels like I've been doing it forever. I feel that. Um, so if you've only been doing it for a few months. What's the reception been like? It's like been incredible, honestly. It's kind of shocking. I mean, I started off just telling my friends about it and was like, hello, here is my show. You can listen to it if you would like to. And their reception has been the absolute sweetest. And then right. I believe it was my second or third show. I was really getting used to the software, how different DJing like programs work and the like. And I had my first caller the second my show was done. And he was like, this is incredible. This is something that CJLO has been missing. I would love to see where you go with this show. And here I am fresh to it all. And it was just like, well, I guess this is what I'm going to be doing for a long time. And so... <laughs> this compliment I mean, will make me do this forever. <laughs> I know. You just have to hype me up a little bit, and then I'm set. So, <laughs> I'm just, it's the ego. Um, that's, that's really cool to, to hear. I know I found it on, off your, your Tumblr blog. Like, someone had reblogged it enough <laughs> for me to see it. And it was like... You said, like, oh, by the way, I do a radio show. And I was like, oh, don't. <laughs> I had read um, that very randomly because a friend of mine was like, Publ like, publish it on Tumblr. See what happens. And here I am, like, I mean, I guess I'll attempt it. And I also got some good viewers through that, including meeting you and getting this opportunity. So, yeah, guess Tumblr is a plus for the music community. Tum yeah, Tumblr's a weird place. I, I don't know if I'd call it a plus for most things, but we're <laughs> here now. Um most definitely. Do you grow week by week with your audience? Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't had many calls into the station, usually because it's also a text platform. So I don't actually get the numbers as to how many listeners I have at the time. That's all done through my program manager. But she said good things, so I'm not going to question it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> However, whenever I get like a text on the radio phone or a call. I mean, today I was doing my usual thing, playing Canadian indie music. I had mentioned Haley Williams' new single quite a few times. And then I had a call and someone was like, I need to talk about this on the air. And I was like, all right, here you go. And then they very publicly went, you have to play the song. So it's kind of cute to see how the audience develops with me and gets to know my little quirks and all the little things like that right um did that person reach out to you i know you, you were also like let's we can talk about this discourse when i'm done please find me on the internet please i, I mean i'm waiting <laughs> i'm searching <laughs> there's still time um but i mean there i'm on the lookout so <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you are listening to this, gentle viewer, please contact me. I still want to have my Haley Williams discourse. That would be great. Um, <laughs> that's probably my favorite part about like making stuff on the internet is like people, like you're talking about, like people calling in or people reaching out, be like, you should check this out or keep doing the thing that you're doing. It's like, oh, thank you. Um, 
it's just cool to know that people are paying attention in a way. Yeah, it's really neat to know that there are so many like-minded people on a specific subject, including something that I find so niche, but there's still a collective community for that. Oh, yeah. And usually when you're doing something very, very specific, it's easier to get a like a loyal fan base because yeah. where else are they going to go, you know? Um, like, I don't know, if I was like a bean collector, I was like, today we're showing off my pinto bean collection. There's only so <laughs> many people that are going to watch that, but they're staying. Um, Amazing. <laughs> how long do you want to do your show for? I mean, I would love to see where it goes. I'm not all too sure. I'm just going to take things very gently and see what comes my way. But definitely throughout this year, I'd love to maybe even do it for two or three more years. Really see what happens, what comes my way. But for now, I'm liking what's happening in the present moment and the present day. So I'll just keep it going like that. Nice. Um, that's very good to hear. Do you, do you have any clue of like what you would change about your show as you go into the future? Oh, um, going on in the future. I mean... I'm starting to get more of a format for my show, which is lovely and really neat because it's very much, here is an introduction, which before was just very organic. There is no interlude in the background, but now I currently have a quick interlude that's basically a 30 second um, instrumental from a song by the band Brave Shores, which is from Toronto, Ontario. Um, right. And so during that, I'm like, hello, this is the show. Um, here's the first artist. We've got some things for you. And then it develops into here's a few songs. I talk about those songs. I talk about what's occurring in my life. Um, but really, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I'm always good <laughs> for constructive criticism. Um, but I really would love to play more underground bands because currently it's very much, these are my favorite artists. Here are some of my favorite songs by them, which is still very, very nice. And I love being able to do that. But I would also like to give people in, a com in the community more of a voice because I'm not currently able to really do that just because I don't exactly know the music community in Montreal as well as I know just Ontario culture because I'm from a small city in Northern Ontario, Canada. So I know that area very well, but I still want to get to know this community, which I have yet to do so. Right. I was talking to a friend of mine about that last night. So, you know, when I'm looking for guests, it's like, I, I wish there was some sort of tool to just be like, to plug in exactly what you're looking for. Like you could be like, right. Like indie indie music bands, Canadian, underneath like X amount of listeners or followers. And you can just be like, bam, here's 30 bands, you know? Um, it would be so much easier. Now I'm just scrambling on Spotify playlists and going, someone has to know something that I don't, right? Someone That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, when I first started doing this, I would go on Twitter and just search like hashtag indie or hashtag art and just like dig through <laughs> everybody. <laughs> definitely been there too <laughs> um i do have one specific question about your show um i would like to know where the shania twain 
came, uh, thing came from. You end every broadcast <laughs> with a Shania Twain song. I find it great. I'm a big Shania Twain fan. But how'd that start? Oh, I'm also a big Shania Twain fan. As um, you should be, yeah. <laughs> like, in a weird sort of way, technically speaking, Shania Twain was my neighbor, but not exactly. Um, I like to preface it with Shania Twain was my neighbor because it makes me sound very cool. And then right. you learn the actual story behind it, and it's not that. <laughs> um, I mean, she lived on my street in Sudbury, Ontario, when she was a child. Um, and let's just let the record show the age difference is big. Um, <laughs> Shania Twain is old. <laughs> she is not old. I never said that. Shania Twain, if you're listening, I did not call you old. You are still fantastic, and I love you very much. Um, just saying, in case, yeah. <laughs> The age parallels, they might have some some differences. But um, basically what had happened was a listener, I don't think they knew what my show was about. I think they had just played, like, just heard me playing a song. And they were like, this person sounds like they would like Shania. And so she is not Canadian indie. She is Canadian, but just, I mean, I can't say that she's an independent artist. I think everyone knows of her. Right. But she said, let's go, girls, and the world followed. Understood. Honestly. But it was just like, I don't know if they were drunk or on something, but they were like, yo, can you play Man, I Feel Like a Woman? And I, like, took, like, a big 30-second gap in my brain in which I was like, do I want to do this? Do I not? And then I was like, <laughs> screw it. I'm going to do it. And it was just so funny. Even the reception of it was hilarious. So I just kept going with it. And I mean, it's very public knowledge that I do listen to Shania. So it's very much a win-win. It's just ridiculous to close off an entire show with, but it's still also something really fun that I love a lot. So, I mean, I love Shania. So my show gets it too. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say that I love Shania Twain. Because <laughs> um, when I listened, so when you made your post, which at the time of recording would have been like three, three or four weeks ago, um, I like came in like the last 20 minutes and I was like, oh, this is fun. And then you were like, I have, I think you said, I have to end with Shania Twain. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, it's just, it's such a like, uh, it's it's such a good way to let the listener know, like, just a little bit more about you before you're gone for another seven days. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's a way for them to tune in should they want to, because there is one promise that every week I will definitely play Shania until there is no more Shania. <laughs> oh man. So wait. So you don't play the same Twain song twice. I've been trying very hard not to. Um, I have yet to do so, to my knowledge. Not very much me like going through, for example, the Up album and just going, I'm going to play it one by one. It's very much, what am I in the mood for? Oh, has the week been a little rough? Time to play C'est la vie just because, you know what? We're all struggling. <laughs> We're all going through it. Or it's like, ooh, is it like, love in the air time to play a lovey-dovey song and i don't know it's just really organic to what's going on in the moment i love it and she has like <laughs> she has six albums right six she so. has so much power she has i mean i know for sure that she released her last album in 2017 so that right. was now uh, but she also has a bunch of live albums so 
I mean, it's ridiculous. And then she also has Up, which is fun because she has one called The Green Version, which is solely country music. And then the red yeah. version, which is pop. And then she has one, I believe it's blue, which is international dance music. And it's all the same songs. It's just different instrumentals behind it, which is just really fun. So if I ever run out of Shania Twain songs, I'll just go to a different version of it. Yeah, and just, yeah, and just start over again. I love it very much. <laughs> exactly. um, well, let's move uh, from... So see... Uh, nice, nice, very nice is your program. That's your current project. Every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you're outside of that, I don't, I can't do math. So please <laughs> look it up. Um, but you're working on a new project. You are editor in chief of your own magazine. Yes. How's that been? It's really fun. So after I had finished, um, being head of public relations for um pop ties which was with my friend carrie i was still like i want to try something new i want to do something that's pertaining to my life so i can experience the world in which i want to so i had decided to create a magazine this happened a good while back um in which i was just drafting and so what i am releasing is a Canadian arts and culture magazine called Seedling and that's solely about telling stories about different creatives all around Canada so it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter if you're an artist an author if you just really really like anything honestly it doesn't matter whatever your niche <laughs> interest is I was trying to come up with something really ridiculous but I just it slipped my brain um but I just want to hear different perspectives because I feel that it is in hearing the stories of others that you get to feel that you're not as alone and that you get to grow and discover and just become the person that you want to be because I think it is ridiculous as a concept that just because you are in a certain place in your life, you can never reach where you want to be. So I was like, I mean... Canada has a lot of incredible people. I know amazing influences in my life who have changed the way that I look at the world and bring a complete different perspective to it. So I, yeah, started with Seedling. Um, it is solely online. I think it's how I'm going to begin with it. And then I am hopefully going to be releasing some more in print editions and issues of the magazine but that is something that i am seeing in the far future right yeah that's that was i was gonna ask because i was like you're not starting out print first because that's a lot of money yeah first thing um i like i liked what you said about you know trying to provide a platform to show people that like hey you're not doing this on your own that's actually why i started doing this show is i wanted to figure out if i wanted to be if i wanted to continue writing and be an artist uh, so I wanted to talk to other artists, but to do that, to talk to strangers, you have to have a reason to. Exactly. So I made a show. Um, so basically, you've just like confirmed my own ego, which is great to hear. <laughs> um, are you nervous at all about like reception for launching your own magazine? I mean, 
mean, no, because I have a lot of creatives already in my life. So I know what to expect. I had already gone through the launching of an album. I mean, or an album. The launching of a magazine. <laughs> albeit not being completely in the editor-in-chief level. However, I do know the entire process. So it's not something I haven't done before. However, it's going to be really interesting. And I guess it's just going to be very fresh to do something on my own because with every single other magazine or any other creative project that I have done in the past I have done it with a partner of at least some kind so the fact that it's really me solo no help whatsoever it's gonna be I mean I don't want to say terrifying but it's just very (laughs) new it's going to be very new oh yeah um when I when I, I when I started this, I had other people, but then uh, things happened, and it had to be me. Um, there was this moment where I was like, "Well, now there's no one to tell me. Like, there's no like immediate person to check on this now. Now I just have to throw it to the world and hope I don't and hope it lands the way I want it to." Right. Uh, so I feel that. Um, have you been able to find like a team, like someone to write your articles for, or are you editor in chief and like lead writer and things like that? I think I would like to start it in that way for the time being, just because I would like to give it my sort of quirks and just my sort of style, the kind of dynamic that I want to go for, what I do like and what I don't like in a magazine. But I will grow it most definitely with time, especially if it does become a little overwhelming at any moment then I will definitely look out to the other creatives that I know in my life. It works really, really well. I'm currently connected to so many different creatives who are releasing their own magazine or have already released their own magazine and the process in which they are going about that. It's going to be interesting because... Every other magazine or any other project has always been like, you should have a team to go off of. However, now it's just really, but do I need that? Can I explore my interests in a way that makes me confident and is actually something that I'm interested in? Because if it's something I'm releasing into the world, I would really appreciate and just love to see what I can do when I can say this is mine and this is something that I created from the ground up. Right. Um, no, I, I understand that though. Um, I get, I, I think people say that a lot where like the best, the best kind of work is like collaborative and it's like, it's fun, but you don't, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Um, right. There's, there's no shame in taking what, like an extra couple of weeks to, figure out how to wear multiple hats mm-hmm, exactly. um, so so it i think i should say it's refreshing to hear that you're you're like going in confident you're like issue one's gonna gonna rock like people are gonna people are going to enjoy it when they find it kind of thing because for me personally when, whenever it's time to release anything um like i release this show every th- on thursdays every wednesday night i'm like oh this is the worst this is the worst feeling <laughs> Um, was that a learned trait? Like, uh, or have you always been that way when it comes to sharing your work? I mean, when I began, I 
was so anxious with want knowing that this is something that I'm creating that I'm releasing into the world because it's just something so intimate and something never like it's so out of my comfort zone however it it's different when you have a community of everyone who is going through the exact same thing and the thing is because of the whole concept and the whole reason mandate if you will of the magazine the reason why I'm doing it is because I don't want people to feel alone and I don't want people to be scared to release something that is theirs. So, I mean, this is something that I've been working off of and that I've thought about for years. So, yeah, I mean, I have had fears in the past, but it's something that as soon as you get started, I'm sure with your podcast as well, it's something where... Every time you start either a new episode or a new show or whatever it may be, you're always like, but is this going to be good? There's always that like butterfly in the stomach sort of feeling. Yeah. And then you actually get started and you're like, holy shit, that was actually really good. And it's just something that feels really nice, you know, when you have a created, polished final product that you can say is yours. It's just really, really nice. It's good that you're you view um the idea of releasing whatever you're working on as the like you only look at the rewards from it. Like this will be like uh creatively satisfying. Um this is like a chance to learn something and that's cool. Um because you most of the time you hear like only the negatives where it's like people are gonna hate it or worse, no one's going to look at it. Um so it's refreshing to see that you're going into it with the better viewpoint yeah i mean i'm a big believer in if you so this is some nerdy quote that um one of my professors slash teachers taught me in my final year of high school that's stuck with me ever since which is this quote by i believe he is something in the outdoors world because this was back when I was in an environmental studies class it was very much self-help but the guy's name was Dr. Wayne Dyer and he says if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change and that's always stuck with me it's if you go into something knowing that it's going to fail chances are very high it will fail however if you go into something hoping for something incredible and that's something new and refreshing and worthwhile will come from it all those things will come out nice um i don't think that was corny at all i don't know why you prefaced it that way um so let's talk let's get to know a little bit more about you me and me and my like 20 people um you're you're a college student i yes so i go to concordia university in montreal so it is really weird how college and university works in the States and Canada. So college in Canada is hands-on practical work. And then university is the academic, you're opening your books sort of ordeal. Right. 
Uh, and what's your what do you what's your major? What are you studying for? Um, so I'm in communication and cultural studies in English literature, which I switched from being in Irish studies to my English literature class, which is a very long story. I am not Irish, but it's something that's now more aligned with my beliefs and interests and all that good stuff. Right. Are you open to talk about that degree change? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What would you like me to talk about in that sense? Um, this is my first. This is the first time I've been asked a question. I'm I'm so flustered. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, well, if you're because the interviewed, <laughs> you have my microphone. Um, <laughs> this is very much like a person of interest story. So, um, when you when you were like, okay, I can't I can't do Irish studies. I need to change degree programs. Like, what caused that? So what had happened was it was very much a financial reason. Um, they had a lovely scholarship where I was really interested in it for that reason. What had happened right. was I got into the major because I was on the lookout for a some sort of place, some sort of student space so I could finish one of my assignments for a history class I was in at the time and I had heard about this reading room which was made selectively for Irish study students um, and I mean I don't know what's your stance on astrology and all that stuff but I'm a Taurus and I believe in the stereotypes so right. I'm very much wow there's plants there's books what more do you want there's a window <laughs> fresh sunlight amazing i'm basically a plant and so what i had been going through was very much i can accomplish so much here and then as i was leaving the room this professor the president of the program because it was so small stopped me and was like you don't look like an irish study student and i was very much you caught me there um, and <laughs> gave me this speech in which I could specialize in whatever I want. So it is an Irish studies major. However, you can specialize in whatever you want. Should it be theater, art, political science, art history, art English, art Irish literature, whatever it is that you want to do, you can accomplish it there. And so it was very much she had given me the whole spiel and then I was in registered in the major in a few hours from then so I worked very very I was very easily swindled and <laughs> it was a lot of fun however it was just very much not something I was interested in it was here are these incredible subjects but they just didn't connect with me they just what weren't engaging in my opinion I loved the Irish literature class that I had taken because I was specializing in I mean can you call it specializing I never made it official or anything but I was <laughs> specializing in history and English literature and I are Irish literature I guess and um I loved my literature class and so I had stuck with it and now I am still taking history classes so I still get that but they're on subjects which I'm actually interested in and now it's very much tied into my interests because 
the second I switched into an English literature class, it's a big change. It's not as small and as community oriented, I guess, because there is such a small amount of Irish studies students, but there's such an incredibly large amount of English literature because they have their own subcategory, which is, I believe it's like literature college or something of that I butchered that but basically (laughs) it is all of the English writing creative writing English literature all those different interests are in one specific college and so it is very very big it is very very different but because it is so big and different there are a variety of classes which you can take. So for example, I'm in a video games as theory class, which is an English class, but I legitimately play video games and then we become very, very annoying academics about it. And so (laughs) for example, we were playing Halo the other day and it wasn't actually Halo. It was, I mean, officially it wasn't actually Halo. It was his... Halo 2600 I think is what it was and so it was this game created in 2010 this is completely off subject but I'm gonna go and you're fine I'm enjoying this Um, yeah you're good so it is this game released in 2010 in which it is completely graphically like an Atari game and it was really interesting and then we talk about these different like academic aspects to it however it's just so funny because we had someone rage quitting in the class when we were playing it and it's just very much something so unlike anything that I've ever experienced in an academic setting before I mean I've never had someone just swear from the top of their lungs leave the classroom because they just got frustrated and then they came back and they're like I'm so sorry I I needed a breather and so it was just so new to me um so that is the story behind my English side however the reason why I went to Concordia in general was because they have this really incredible very niche communications program which they advertise as the best in North America my specific major only 30 people were accepted into the program so it was very much I'm probably not gonna get in but I'm gonna throw in my chance anyways and then I was accepted and then it's one of the reasons why I'm so very much if you believe in something you will get what you want if you're determined enough you'll get what you want because I was in the mindset that you know what here's a thing that could be cool if I get into it I'm gonna try if I don't no harm in it, but it's going to be something that I'm going to attempt to do nonetheless. And it happened. So I, it's not very much an, I don't want to say it's an ego boosting thing. But it's very <laughs> much just knowing that I'm on the right path. You know, like I know that my mindset on this is right and that it makes sense. Yeah. And there's also nothing wrong with being confident and having a bit of an ego, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like if only if only thirty people were allowed and you get in, it's okay to be like I'm part of the upper echelon uh, as long as you're not like <laughs> going to parties and being like everyone listen. <laughs> like, 
guess what i just got into yeah um but uh what's your plan like with your degree like you graduate and then where do you want to go so communications is so broad so i've thought about this a lot obviously as you do <laughs> um and it's just really whatever comes my way i think would be really neat um i mean if i can keep going in this field in which arts and culture is something that is around me everywhere that'd be spectacular and i would adore that with all my heart um but if for some reason i get into something political you know what i'll do it i am really interested in poli sci evidently as i mentioned earlier because i had been taking many classes and was slightly specializing in in it along with history and English literature. It's a really long story. Nonetheless, I like political science. And so if I am going to do something with CPOC, for example, which is this um, company that I had met when I had gone to a communications conference um, back in mid high school they were coming to this small very very tiny it was just a moment basically um it was this conference where all these different people from around the country came together and we learned about communications for a full week and so we had different people coming through to try to convince us that you should look at us in the future when you're ready to do all these fun things and you have a degree and you are qualified. And one of them was CPOC, which is this, I'm not sure what the American variant of it is, um, but it is this channel that basically talks about proceedings for the House of Commons and it has like the question period. So it's just like... Okay, yeah, like performance aside to politics. Yeah. But I'm very, very much open to whatever comes my way. I mean, if there's a cool opportunity, I'm going to take it. That's how everything has happened so far. So I'm just going to see where life takes me, and hopefully it is good to me. Nice. I'm glad. I'm just glad to hear you have like a set plan. How long do you have until you're uh, graduated? So I should have my degree in two years, which, because Quebec is a little odd, um, I don't know if you know about the education system here, because it's unlike to anything in the world, but basically, officially, students graduate in grade 11 here, and then they're forced to go to something called CEGEP, which is college, and that's two years, and then from there... You get to go to university, so they're able to get a degree in three years. And it's just very different because there is a set amount of classes that you should take, but nobody ever follows that. So (laughs) officially, I should have graduated in four years or in four years because it's a four year degree, but I should be graduated two years from now. However, will that actually be the case? I'm not all too sure. I might be also getting swiddled into the hectic energy that is Quebec. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you're like, I might go back into Irish studies. So there's there's two questions I ask uh, almost every guest. Um, they're not related to college, so we're moving. We're, we're on my good segues. So if you could go back in time to when you first started at your first magazine, what advice would you give yourself? Um, keep sticking with it. Um, it was very much at the time, I wasn't sure if it was something that I wanted to do or that I should be doing or if I was worth it. And evidently, I got over that barrier. But if I had just known the second I started feeling these anxieties that, yeah, you are good at what you do and it is good that you found something that you are good at and that you have passion for because many people don't have that opportunity or they discover it very late. So if I could have just said, yeah, stick with it, you know what you're doing. I think that would have been what I would have asked myself. Nice. Um, myself. Is that something you're doing now? Sticking, like sticking with it? Yeah. Yeah, it's still something that it's very much... I have to go through the beginnings. The beginnings are always the hardest part for me. And once right. I actually start, everything will come snowballing after that. But it's the second that I know that this has been created and planned meticulously in the way that I want it to be and that it's going to go well, everything will be fine. Nice. And um, we have a lot of artists that listen to the show um and my parents so if you could give any advice to the people who are listening what would that be um tell your stories tell other people's stories if there is something that is on your mind and you're scared that you can't say it or that you don't have a voice that's not true you definitely have a voice you use it every day, whatever you are actually working for. You have something of worth, and it's just really nice to see your interests and your beliefs and make that come to fruition. So yeah, tell your stories, tell other stories if they are unable to do so, and they feel comfortable with you telling the, their stories. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, I mean... We are very much a storytelling people, so it worked for everyone in the past. It's how human beings got this far, so let's keep at it. Do you think we, as, like, as a culture, do we, do we need more storytellers? Always. I mean, there's a reason why arts and culture has always been necessary, arguably even more so today, because, I mean, life is rough and I mean, if you look at anything in the news we are just getting bombarded with all of this negative information and we all need ways to cope and whether that is through music reading writing anything that is creative it has purpose and we desperately need it so I mean yeah there's a reason that people want to go to an art gallery or that people want to go to a concert or that people go to book signings or just 
put a pen to the paper, you know? It's because it holds worth and that it is not just fun, but can help others because of it. I think that's a good uh, place to end. Where can we find you on the internet? All right. So you can see me on Instagram. So that is Hope de Longchamp. So that's very French. So it is H-O-P-E-D-E-L-O-N-G-C-H-A-M-P. As well as Twitter at Hope Lily, H-O-P-E-L-I-L-Y-Y-Y. And yeah, yeah, from there, if you want to message me, I can give you the other social media. But I think that's those are the best ways to contact me. Um, and we'll put a link to if your magazine's out by the time this episode is out, we'll put a link to it and everything. Amazing. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jwfreeman underscore, and you can follow the show on Twitter at the little guys three. Um, and we're on every podcasting platform. So wherever you're listening to, just keep listening to me yes um cool so thank you for coming on and giving oh my goodness. me no thank like you so much for having me nice. it was so much fun. You to do. okay and